You're listening to Super Power Up with multidimensional master, superpower expert, and former counterintelligence agent, Tonya Don Reckla. If you're ready to disrupt reality, then sit down, strap in, and prepare to experience the show that proves there is no spoon. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, your superpower expert. And I am so excited to have with me today just a beautiful, beautiful human being. This is this is going to be a fantastic conversation. It's already been a fantastic conversation. So you're getting to jump into the, the middle of this really yummy, warm kind of energy pool of goodness that that's been created here because that's what happens when we sink in with people who walk their walk and talk their talk and and live in that co-creative experience with the divine. And, and our guest today absolutely does that. Dr. Krishna Bhatta is, is he's a surgeon, an author, an inventor. Um, just, I, I, I could probably go through the litany of really remarkable things that, that, um, that he's accomplished. And what I wanna say about it though, is, is, is just feel it. Like the, the, you, we all know how amazingly special it is and and what a gift it is to all of us when we get to come into contact with people who are willing to say you know what i think we can do this and i think we can do this in this way and and i think it's worthwhile and and i'm gonna i'm gonna help with that right i'm gonna step into that so that everybody gets to have these experiences um, and ultimately, that's what we're all in service to in our own ways. He works in the, the healing spaces and the consciousness spaces and, and, and helping to prove what's possible there. Um, and today's conversation, he, he and I are diving into the spiritual destiny of the United States. I know this is a big, big, big topic for everybody. Um, and, and we're just going to hit it head on today. And so, so sit back, relax, get comfortable, because we're going to dive in here. Um, if you'll help me, please, in welcoming Krishna to the show. Welcome. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Tanya. It's great to be with you. And uh, it seems like, you know, we had some pre-recording conversation that was so exciting. So I'm looking <laughs> forward to this. I'll be honest with you all. Like I felt all of a sudden, I was like, "Oh, dude, we're being really selfish." Like it was—it's it, a really yummy conversation, and so, so we said, "Well, you know, we should just jump into this." But it, but that's that—that that feel, right? I mean, it's instant. It's—it's it's almost, um, you know, I, I would never say that we're powerless to to resist it, but it—it's it, that it feels like home, right? When you step into spaces with people who are willing to play, um, in that connectivity and that oneness, um, it really is beautiful. So, so thank you for that gift today. Um, but before we dive into any more of that, let's ask you our pivotal question of what are your superpowers? Superpowers, we think we have superpowers. We think we control everything, Tanya. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but, but, so so let's, uh, let me tell you about a story of what I sometimes say that we all get minor miracles in our life. Mm. We can read about what Jesus did or what Krishna did, and those miracles really look miraculous, at least uh, in the stories. But things happen in our lives too, and I'll share you one of our minor miracles, I call. Mm, please. Um, so uh, I get a phone call that my wife had an an accident. So I was upset and that was in England. It was, you know, it's like not a bad day. She was driving a little small car there. Uh, and many cars in England are smaller than any car in USA. Um, although you do have big cars there too. 
And uh, so she was driving along and uh, she somehow decided to overtake a big 18-wheeler which decided to turn and hit her, you know, from the side. Her little car flew up in the air, hit a telephone pole. The telephone pole broke into half. Her car bounced back on the road. And of Mm. course, everybody had to stop by then. The whole car was a total. The only area that did not have any injury or any damage was her door. She walked out without a scratch. Mm. I don't know what else to call that. I mean, (laughs) I could not have controlled it. She couldn't have controlled it. Uh, But, you know, it's more than a minor miracle. Mm. So, yeah, I mean, I believe in minor miracles. And I think that's my superpower, you know. I mean, I um, there is something beyond us. Mm. Well, and I... to to even just look at the idea of yes, the minor miracles is, is significant, but what you said was you believe, and that is the only superpower, right? I mean, that, that, that is the foundational principle that, that dictates what our experience is going to believe, right? Be, or what our experience is going to be. And, and it's, and it's so challenging for those of us who were reared to rely on our will, our self-will, or our logic, you know, our minds, our ability to think. Um, when those of us who, you know, kind of matriculated through those processes, I, I'll never forget the moment when, you know, I kind of came to the realization that, you know, I had, I had been in gifted education, all of that stuff my whole life and in honors college and, and, and master's degree and all of this other stuff. I, and I was a counter intel agent, right? I, I, I had invested huge amounts of time and money into fostering the ability to think, right? The intellect piece. And I remember the moment it, it, it hit me and it was someone was interviewing me and asked me if I had always had these abilities. And I sat there for a moment and part of me was like, well, of course, yes. And, and then another part of me is like, well, I, I don't know what was my experience. And my experience was that I just believed that I was incredibly smart because that's what people said. And that was the box that it fit in only to find out later that I was incredibly guided and I had huge amount of faith that saw me through a lot of things. But in lieu of really understanding that or being aware of it at the time, I I could only assign it to the thing I understood to assign it to, which was intellect. And so of course, then you keep fostering your intellect. And I think that it's pretty normal for those of us who do that to, to kind of hit a wall at some point because you, you just can't go beyond it, right? Your own self will and self intellect only takes you so far and that's where the belief component really has to kick in. And, and that's a clear decision for everybody. Um, what did you, did you have a conscious decision where you made the choice to be, like you were consciously aware of choosing to believe in something bigger than yourself? Um, so I will answer that in three kind of, you know, three driving forces I think that we have. But before I go there, you know, talking about the minor miracle, I mean, I call it minor miracle, but it has a major impact in our life. I mean, mm. things could have been totally different, you know, as you, you know, as you can all imagine. 
But when I say about the drive, I know exactly what you are saying. It's like normally when we believe that I can do everything, then, you know, you are limited to that. You try everything, <laughs> you do. You do yeah. achieve something. <laughs> I love it. But then the second drive, you know, when you realize that, okay, I'm not, you know, everything, there is some other factors. So you start slowly dropping that part that I control the world or I control my life. Then there are some intrinsic forces, intrinsic drive that is there. You know, you walk along um, like Appalachian Trail or you're going down or coming up the Grand Canyon somebody looks thirsty, you don't think you give the bottle of water that you have. That's kind of comes from inside, you know, it's like no thinking involved there. And if you go beyond that, then there is a divine drive. And then you work for the divine. And that's what you were saying that you are guided by divine. So you have come to a point where you have realized that, yes, I can do things and because you have to, I mean, the effort has to be done by you and me. You know, if we don't make effort, nothing happens. But then the guidance comes from divine. And so now you're working for divine in a way, you know, you're employed by that. That's right. We, we, we say that all the time. In fact, we, you know, God's our CEO. We don't, we were just talking about that this morning and in, in one of our meetings is that we have very, very, very clear guidance in how to utilize the divine, not as a mystical kind of principle, but as, as a, a, a personality as as a factor that a significant factor in every decision that we make and from the conceptualization to the strategy to the logistics we allow that to inform everything we do and we're very consciously aware of how to keep that together and so we're going to talk a little bit about that because the, the topic today is all around the spiritual destiny of the united states both in terms of where are we going and what are we doing and 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 what happens when we make a concentrated effort to develop this country into a place where we where, where it's a destination for people, right? We're not just bulking up tourism, right? We're not talking about economic recovery from the pandemic, although certainly it could be solved from something like this conversation. But the but but we're talking about really like what is the draw, right? What creates a spiritual destination, if not the allure and the pull that comes from that? And so we're gonna talk a lot about that. Um, and I know we're, we're setting things up here, folks. We're giving you a taste of it before we go into the break. Um, but before we go into the break, let's be let's make sure we can let people know where to find out more about you. Yeah. So, I mean, I have two websites. One is my kind of KrishnaUniverse.com. And that has a lot more information. But uh, there is a focused one, which uh, is Relax, which is R-E-L-A-X-X.org. And that is uh, geared towards my app, which has a lot of uh, um, meditation and what I call intermittent silence. And we will talk about it um, as we go along. And uh, those are the two websites you can find a lot of information about mm -hmm. me and how I think. Beautiful. Well, I love that, folks. Go check that out. And we will come back after the break. We're talking with Dr. Krishna Bhatta about the spiritual destiny of the United States. Stay with us, folks, and we'll be right back. Hello, everyone. This is Tonya Don Reckla, Executive Director of Superpower Experts, and we want to thank each of you 
for making Super Power Up the number one podcast network for personal development and spiritual growth. Because people like you have the courage to say that mindfulness, healthy living, disrupting reality, the pursuit of consciousness, responsible entrepreneurship, and radical parenting matter. We now amass over 1 million downloads monthly in more than 90 countries. Our numbers keep growing because there are far more people willing to live divergently than mass media wants to acknowledge. For you, the change makers, the light bearers, the way showers, we say thank you. If you're ready to take the next step in your evolution, go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz. And as Neva Lee Rekla, our youngest podcaster, likes to remind us, remember, we all have superpowers and we can change the world. Perfect. We're back, folks. You're listening to Disrupt Reality. I'm Tonya Don Reckla, and you're ta- we're talking today with Dr. Krishna Bhatta about the spiritual destiny of the United States. And you opened up before the break, uh, you know, the three drives, and I, I was kind of giggling internally because I love the synchronicity and kind of the overlays and the parallels because in our world, in our constructs, you know, we speak about the traditional mindset evolved consciousness and then the abstract frequency and it doesn't really matter what trinitarian kind of overlay you put on things they all kind of line up the same way using different vernacular but ultimately it's the 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 initial kind of i'm just a body in this material world kind of thing um that <laughs> sounded like a, a madonna song right <laughs> we're living in a material world anyway i'm dating myself okay moving on moving on focus and then the evolved consciousness is where we start to become aware of ourselves um, as something other than just uh, the body, right? And the separate beingness. And we start to look at, wait, maybe there is more. And then, and then of course, the third being that place of, of co-creating, consciously co-creating with the divine. And, and I was giggling because you're talking about, you know, being employed by the divine and stuff. And, and, and there, folks, there's, there are moments along that path where it's trippy. Cause you're like, wait, have I been a pawn this whole time? Like, wait, but I am this and it is me, but, but I wasn't aware, but yet I was aware. And, you know, you get into that abstract space or what we call the abstract frequency. And, and you immediately realize like everybody's present. You've been there the whole time. And in the transitions, you, you continue to hold memories of both that awareness at a lower frequency, but you also get to experience an awareness of those exact same things that you were present for, but at a higher frequency. So it's really trippy because you have memories of multiple kind of dimensions of experience that you're trying to reconcile it all um, in your mind. And, and it, and it, it's important to note, and, and I think, you know, we're, we're going to talk about this a little bit as it relates to the country, but it's important to note that there, the most important moments are the pauses in between, right? And the and the in our world we call it, you know, s- sitting in the void. It's just sit in the void for a moment because you've got to let what was kind of dissipate so, to make room for what is, even when you don't even understand what is. And that's why it's so important that in those moments you don't rely on personal will because all personal will can do is pull forward what it's comfortable with that's already occurred. And so sitting in those voids is is incredibly important for that transformative process to happen in the projection. And so as we look out at what's happening right now in the United States and in countries around the globe, but we're going to focus right here on the States, it's, it doesn't look too good, right? Like, like it, all you have to do is kind of scan the headlines and go like, whoa, like we should probably be really, really, really afraid right now. Like this does not look good. Uh, And it's important to recognize that there's a, you know, a shakeup happening, right? Like, like a, I keep seeing this vision of like God with his hands around the globe kind of shaking it, not in a vengeful way at all, but like this, 
this kind of it's it's shaken up a little bit like things are like a snow globe right things are moving around um and, and that's a pretty natural part of these processes so so in your estimation um what is this serving and you have this huge beautiful vision of the u.s becoming this spiritual destination and and i gotta tell you right now on the surface for a lot of people that would be a really far stretch for them to consider what is it about what we're going through and what we are who we are that makes you or leads you to believe that that's a, a viable potential reality tanya you led me into something that uh um, I mean, really, when you say sitting in a void, um, that really brings me to the point which of intermittent silence, and then we can go move on to how we can Perfect. take that to spiritual destination. So, you know, left to ourselves, we like to overeat, we like to overspend, and we always like overminding. So. When I say overminding, I mean I use the word mind as a minding because we keep our brain active all the time. And in this digital world, you know, we are on the phone, we are on the computer, we are always doing something. So if you overspend, you try to cut your expenses. You overeat, you do some intermittent fasting, and that's the concept comes, you know, for overminding that you give your brain a rest for 10 minutes a day. <laughs> and that is intermittent silence. And that's what you are saying, being in the void, except that we have created a structure of, uh, for intermittent silence. And there are four steps to intermittent silence. The first one is you close your mouth. So when you close your mouth, you are without words for 10 minutes. And all these brain centers attached with processing of your speech or processing of words or thoughts, they are taking a rest. So they're taking a break. And then you close your eyes. So all the visual pathway that is working all the time when your eyes are open, are get a rest. The third one is you become a silent listener. So any sound that is happening, and, and I do it often, I, when I'm going on a hike, I go up on the mountain, lie down on a, on a stone, or if I'm on a bay of I'm a coast of Maine, beautiful coast of Maine in summer, there, are, there is always a bench or a rock you can lie down, close your eyes and just listen to the birds chirping, waves crashing, you know, the wind blowing, and the fourth one is watch your thoughts. Let the thoughts just pass by. Don't you know, interfere, don't intervene. Give that quietness, quiet time. So these four things really, in the beginning, it is hard. I mean, it's 10 minutes, I say every day, but 10 minutes of silent listening or silent watching or intermittent silence may be harder than two hours of guided meditation. But once you get the hang of it, this is so beautiful. And it leads you to wherever you want to go to. If you, if you add prayer to it, it becomes divine. You mm. add, you know, med meditation to it, it becomes meditation. You know, breathing, meditation, you add these four elements of intermittent silence 
and you start watching your breath, it becomes breathing meditation. So, you know, it, it really um, becomes, and then I was talking earlier to my wife, you know, I mean, she read an email and she wanted to respond immediately or call somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, you know, just practice intermittent silence. You give mm -hmm. that little pause. And then That's she read right. the email again. And, and, you know, it was not as bad as she thought mm -hmm. it was. You know, the whole thing kind of. So, you know, it's simple things, simple techniques, but it can change your life, how you think, how you respond. <laughs> And then it I also helps that. you. <laughs> it also helps you deal with emotional storms, and you know we can talk about that if you like. But you know it's just it's fascinating, simple, intermittent silence. Mm, beautiful. Be so when helpful. we when we um, we attract a lot of people who have done you know the spiritual journeying, personal development. Like that's that's the kind of trajectory that they're on, and 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 that's where they believe themselves to be, and. Um, and they get frustrated because they're able to do what you're talking about in, um, you know, in, in the spaces it's, it's then in the integration into like going back into life, right? Like, like, how do you carry that forward? And I love what you said about it. It reminded me actually of like, um, Harry Potter, you know, the, the room of requirements or whatever it is, the room that like, there's a room in the Harry Potter series where if you open the door, it, it, it becomes whatever you need it to be. And I love what you said about if you devote yourself to this practice, it becomes what you need it to be. Spirit will guide you to open up into this space. You don't have to. You don't have to think too hard about like, well, what's what's going to happen next? And da, da 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 da. And that's that's kind of the point of d doing the 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 pause, right? And to be at peace. And and so one of the things you're, you you were reminding me before the before the pandemic, we had in fact at the beginning of the year, as a family, we had implemented. Um, what we called spiritual Saturdays. We, we, we go to church Saturday evenings and um, there, but there was some element that was missing. We worked together, we played together, we're 24 seven family. So we're always playing with spaces and energies and how do we kind of harmoniously allow everybody to be who they are and also work cohesively together. And so we play with a lot of things that, that probably most families don't bother with, but, but we, we have fun with it. And and so one of the things we implemented with, was this concept. And the idea was that from the moment we woke up Saturday mornings, everybody was kind of on their own. No, no obligatory like family stuff, no parent kid stuff, no spouse stuff. It was all, it was, that was our time for each one of us individually to devote to our relationship with spirit. However that looked in that day, whatever we felt guided to so we could start playing with how to be, how to exist in, in during the day without some of those distractors, right? Putting the devices down or, yeah. you know, whatever it might be. Um, and I will tell you, we, again, this is a great example. You talk about the minor miracles. We implemented so many things at the beginning of this year that served as a remarkable foundation once the, the pandemic hit that, and we could see very clearly, had we not had those things in place, it would have been much more difficult for us. But but because we did, we were practiced in how to be together, how to continue to connect in love and in high frequencies, how to keep spirit in all of it. And so we had this practice down, but it does exactly what you were speaking of. And and I added in at, at, at the end of like finally being able to harness that that peace and that quiet, get the mind to calm down. I go to, I call it my, the God mind and I can instantaneously access it. Everything shuts off. 
which is pretty remarkable for me because, you know, at most of my life I spent thinking and, and, and hearing other people's thoughts. And so, but in that space, what I find is that if I set the intentionality of allowing, so if I go back to pick up a book or watch a movie or have a conversation or eat food, whatever it might be, the practice that I'm in is allowing spirit to inform that, not not looking at whatever the mundane thing is as it is or, or, or reading the book thinking that the information is important, instead letting the essence of the divine inform all of it, similar to what you advised for your wife. Let the essence of the divine tell you what this is, not your fear. And if we if we can practice that, that's how we start moving that peace and that that stillness and that intentionality into the guided action. And that's how we, we can go to guided action instead of reverting back to doing and thinking in the way that we previously felt them. Um, and this is, I mean, this all ties into what we're talking about. Folks, we're at a really pivotal point in this country and around the world that we get to choose. We can continue pushing and doing things in the way that we've been doing them, knowing and seeing evidence that at least 50% of the time it's not going to work well. And most of the time it's going to end in disaster anyway. Or we can make a conscious decision to do things differently. But what we're talking about here is exactly <laughs> what Dr. Bratta talked about is, is it there's an intentionality to it. Like there's a discipline, there's a practice of it because we are practiced in a bunch of things that aren't that. And so how do you how do we encourage people the world over that this well, it's kind of a silly question because our network doubled after the pandemic started. So I know you all are starving for this. I know you want to know how to do this differently, how to exist in a peaceful way, how to exist in harmony. Um, but what, where, where, how do we move people even further into the actual practice of doing it? Because I do believe that can transform everything. So, I think earlier we mentioned that you know the infrastructure for a you know a spiritual destination exists in USA. And what did I mean when I kind of you know when we were talking before uh, we started that uh, what do you need for a spiritual destination infrastructure because that is important like we have roads you know we can travel from Maine to Florida or or California and at least in my mind, all that infrastructure exists because I have traveled across this country. So what happens? I mean, India or Japan didn't become a spiritual destination because they have temples or they have gods or they have, you know, uh, swamis or sadhus. It all started, you know, if you see, go there and you travel um, in Himalayas, every so often there is a place where you can sit down and do your spiritual practice. I mean, I, I have been across some of the parts of Appalachian trails. I mean, it's, the infrastructure is so amazing in summer, <laughs> in winter. I mean, there you, you go, there is a hut where you can sit and have a beer and have your soup. But you can also have 10 minutes of uh, prayer or 10 minutes of intermittent silence. At, so it it's just adding those practices into existing, like we went to Yellowstone Park. I mean, it's beautiful. I mean, there are areas where you go, you lie down and you feel like you are in heaven. And 
why not just add some simple practices? Call it divine practices, call it spiritual practices, call it prayer, and just uh, you know build that into your lifestyle. Because people like going to these places, people like traveling, people like you know. I met someone in Maine, and they said, "Well, we we you know what you were saying, we are already doing." We love to go walking and <laughs> you know in the woods, and we go and you know spend quiet time here and there. So yes, what you are saying, you know, all we have to do is a, do a little different, you know, take on it. Mm. So <laughs> I think I get excited when I talk about these things. You know, it's like what you said was a typical word I use: high energy living. Mm -hmm. And there is a high energy living. I mean, you know, you if you start thinking about you know this domain or this realm of living, and you start sharing with each other, I, I feel already high energy in talking to you. <laughs> <laughs> so. Beautiful. It's I was I was um, thinking about this the other day that the. Um, I think, in fact, I said it on an interview, I, I can't remember who I was talking to, but I think the last personal desire to go, if you truly follow this path, is the desire for others to receive the same gift. Um, and I call it a personal desire, even though that's pro it's probably more of a collective desire, divine desire, but but it, it, it too has its roots in us wanting, <clears throat> excuse me, something for, for other people. And we have to we have to be willing to take a look at that. But it speaks to I think the components of this journey that a lot of people are either unaware of or, or kind of afraid to give voice to, is that when you, when you exceed that personal will thing, like you said, you go into this space of discovery only to find out that the next stage of your own personal growth is guiding others in some way. I know that when I butted up against that, I was really resistant to call that out as anything universal or that was anything other than specific to just me. But over the years and the thousands upon thousands of people we've kind of assisted in this journey, it's like it's undeniable that the the rest of our own individual development becomes helping others develop as we step into that um, oneness space. It, it's a it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the idea of like most great teachers have some story about, you know, walking the world teaching, like there's a reason for that, because um, there, there's a there's this element of nothing in, you know, as we approach oneness, nothing can be outside of us. And so we have to touch things, we have to see the world, we have to see the people, we have to see God and all of it, because if anything in the recesses of our mind or in the projection appear to be outside of that light, it's still dichotomous. I mean, it, it, there's still a um, duality to it. <clears throat> well, it's usually a dichotomous duality, but it, there's still a duality to it that keeps us in the belief of being separate from something, anything. And so as you go on this journey, it's like there are very clear moments of, you know, oh, wow, this, this is what's opening up. And, 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 and you speak of the excitement in that. And I, I do think that that's what's fostered. And those of us who have turned you know, every ounce of our being is, you know, I say I'm, I'm on call this spirit 24 seven, right? Like I, I never know what's going to happen next, right? I don't have to. Um, but I know that 
I'm, I'm going to be faithful to my walk, you know, and if I falter, I know I'm going to be given an opportunity to, to self-correct, you know, and so, so there's all these, all these little kind of balances and checks in the system. And, and it really is this, this amazing kind of miraculous way of beingness. And it creates this, um, you know, you, we could call it excitement. It, it's just home. Like it just feels like, ah, there it is. And it's like, just, we can just play together here and be together. And, and and your vision for this kind of spiritual destination of the U.S., which, again, for some of us, given the current state of affairs, is difficult to, to see forward into. But when you listen to Dr. Bhatta, you can you can feel it, right? You know that it's there. In fact, I, I love that it, it's such an easy, graceful way of like, like eh, you know, just, just do this practice. Just do it, right? Like, it, you have such a beautiful way about you, like... Like, I'm like, it's life or death. Like, what are we talking about? People like, why would you not do this? And you're like, "Mm, you know, we're talking about 10 minutes, just do 10 minutes. Right. And so, so wherever you find yourself in that equation, whether you, whether, you know, the sky is falling and the world's ending, if we don't do something or, you know, I I can give up 10 minutes of my day to try this, right. Wherever you are at on that continuum, I think it's important to just say, regardless, there is an intentionality to this. And if you are, if you're not overly joyful about the the things that you're seeing in your current projection, then perhaps try something different. And perhaps 10 minutes a day is, is a great place for you to start. And your responsibility in this is both the doing it, but also meeting up with the resistance to why you might not want to do it. And you'll have all kinds of reasons why you shouldn't and why you can't and, and distractions and everything else. Because we we just have an innate self-preservation mechanism that wants to keep things as it is and keeping things as it is results in more of the same. So if you are fine with getting more of the same, then keep doing exactly what you're doing. If you would like to see something perhaps change, which is true for our country also, then, then we have to do something different, which means, you know, gracefully bowing out of, of, social media debates and gracefully keeping your mouth shut when you really want to fight back and and maybe not applauding our leaders in their barbed responses that cut to the core of a person's soul and and lifting them up with more and more praise because they were sharp-tongued perhaps instead we can uplift those who are coming from grace and peace and love with a willingness to move all of us into a space that is far more preferable than, than where we sit now, um, you know, perhaps. And perhaps if all of us dedicated 10 minutes a day to a practice of being in silence and stillness in the peace of it all, that would be enough. Um, and, and, and that to me is, is a big enough um, what if to make it worth our while. What say you on that? Yes, Tanya. And, uh, to, you know, in full disclosure, I want to say that these 10 minutes, if you practice, you know, not very long, I mean, for a few months, you will start seeing that that 10 minute is pervading your 24 hours. (laughs) And you start having strategic responses rather than reactive responses. And as I mentioned before, that you can then deal with your emotional storms much better than... uh, than if you didn't practice that. So somehow this 10 minutes practice, whether 10 minutes practice of intermittent silence or you know, you do five minutes practice in the morning of mindfulness, they start coming in your real life, you know, in, in your 
24-hour life. And I said full disclosure because uh, you start there and you know, see the miracle working down. <laughs> it's guaranteed to shift something for sure. I love it. The uh, <laughs> and, and that that's a great way to circle back around. We found the exact same thing with our spiritual Saturday routines. That ultimately it came to inform everything about how we interact together and 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 every other day of the week. And it, it acted as that foundational piece. So I believe what you're saying in terms of that ten minutes can change everything because the more you sit in peace and know where to find it, like I talked about my God mind, right? I, I can immediately go, bam, to this white light place in my mind and, and nothing touches it, right? It's, it's I'm clear. I know exactly what to do. And that's by far my favorite superpower right now that I'm playing with because there's a lot going on in the world and, and it allows me to get the the awareness and the um, the guidance that I need in order to kind of steward this shift. And, um, and and it, and it but it impacts that because it's it's it has its own kind of um allure to it and and everything else feels a little less than after that and 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 that's good like it's it, that's a good thing to start to see where where you come alive and where perhaps you've been living half awake and um and 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 the more you shift there's this natural kind of shifting point that happens this tipping point where the more time you spend in that that becomes your reality in the reactionary kind of um, more averse kind of worlds start to seem rather fictitious and, and you're able to pull yourself out more and more. And and so there is for sure far reaching benefits to this. And, and the, all of you who have communities of people and have influence and have followers, highly, highly, highly recommend the same kind of practice, whether you, you use the 10 minutes as described here, or you come up with something else, get people into that pause. That is the absolute best thing you can do for your tribe is to, to teach people how to somatically release, how to be in that calm, how to work through their whole body and not, not being any sort of fight or flight um, in any moment, unless it's highly warranted, which is very rare anymore. So we could keep talking for eons, I'd imagine. And I feel like perhaps we've already been talking for eons and, and it's only been a moment. Um, what, what, let's share some final words that you want to want to impart on everybody and then we'll remind them where to find more about you. I, I like your uh, God mind, you know. It's like, a, you know, if you can add quiet, you know, if you have quiet time and you... So sometimes we feel, you know, like there is an end point, you know, that is... Uh, or the universe beyond what we see is a limited universe. What we see is so vast. How can what we don't see be smaller than us? So this is not, you know, there is no end point. There is no, I mean, we don't know it all. Like you said, God mind, new doors start keep opening. I and mean, you must have experienced that, right? I mean, there is, it's not like you have reached a point or something. So it's, a, it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I know. I mean, it's a, you know, you explore, you find something every day if you are open to it. So the doors, you know, keep your doors open and you will, you will probably bump into something, you know, it doesn't matter which practice you practice, but do something, you know. Mm. <laughs> you know, I love that. Keep your doors open. We used to tell the counterintel agents, we said, I don't care if you read a fortune cookie, like do something read your horoscope do something that in, that invokes some sort of personal discovery you know and watch what opens up to you really i mean that's that's watch what 
opens up for you. And yes, uh, again, relax with 2x, R-E-L-A-X-X dot O-R-G. Mm. And you will find many, many different uh, techniques there. Um, and, Beautiful. Uh, uh, I don't know. It's so nice to talk to you, Tanya. <laughs> really, oh, well, you are delightful. And, and I'm so glad that you joined us today. Folks, please go check out his stuff and encourage anyone you have influence over if it's the kids that you're raising if it's the the spouse that you're you're trying to live with if it's the employees that that you work with i don't care who it is take a pause and you can even just model it by just doing it you know in a moment in a conversation just stop take a breath and say oh, okay give me a second all right i'm going to sit in that for a moment like start giving each other permission to not stay on those runaway trains and 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 we really can change this world for the better and create a spiritual destination out of the United States. I love it. Um, folks, we've been talking today with Dr. Krishna Vata about the spiritual destiny of the United States. And, and I know you're going to want to hear more from him. So go check him out. And we'll, we'll see if we can't coerce him into coming back on the show at a later date and, and sharing more of his wisdom. But for now, folks, we know that you're out there and we appreciate you. And we appreciate that you're sharing this and that you're letting others know about it. There, there are people who are still hurting and suffering, let them know that there's hope. Do what you can to, to lighten their load. And, and, um, and we know you are, and then come back to us. We'll give you a hug and we'll help you help you clean up those wounds. And we'll, and then we'll push you back out to the world to do more work. So you all are doing amazing things. Keep it up. And until next time, go out, uncover your superpowers and change the world. Take care of yourselves and take care of each other. We love you. Goodbye for now. Are you ready to discover your superpowers? Go now to superpowerexperts.com and take the superpower quiz today.